0: Peloton halts production. Netflix stock gets hammered after their latest earnings report. We go over the biggest analyst calls of the day. A major antitrust bill is advanced by a Senate committee and jobless claims jump. This is the running with the money briefing. Let's get into it. And we are back. Welcome to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing, powered by Pounding the Table. And I'm your host, Luke Donay. if you didn't know that already. Either way, let's get right into what's going on in the markets. This morning was pretty darn solid. The markets were in the green, but you would not know they were in the green, because guess what? We finished in a pretty darn ugly fashion today, with the Dow Jones down 313 points, NASDAQ down 186, and the S&P 500 down 50, with that NASDAQ closing below that 200-day moving average. Definitely something people have been paying attention to. Now, going sector by sector, group by group, what in the world do we have going on? Well, every single sector today was in the red. The number one worst performing sector, basic materials down 1.53%, consumer cyclicals down 1.49%, energy down 1.4%. Meanwhile, technology was only down 1.2%, but definitely still sizable and something to pay attention to. Now, shifting into our biggest headlines of the day. Today wasn't when it comes to quantity of headlines to cover. Wasn't crazy, but there were some big headlines, don't get me wrong. And the first thing we are going to cover is what in the world happened to Peloton. Now, I don't like to be that person who says, I told you so, but if you go back and you listen to what we were saying here on the show, I believe it was the 29th episode, um, you'll have to go through and find it. It's 23 or 29, I believe, and if you go through and listen to exactly what we were saying here on Running With The Money, guess what we were saying? We were saying, it is absolutely outrageous what Peloton is trading for, and we have no outlook on their earnings, and in all likelihood, they are going to fall. That is exactly what we said when people were paying an outrageous amount for it, all the way up around 60 bucks a share. Well, guess what? The stock is now coming down and now they have production issues. Who would have thought? So, Peloton stock dropped 23%, nearly 24%, 23.9% today on this news. Peloton halting production. So Peloton has announced, or at least according to documents in per CNBC, Peloton will be temporarily halting production of its connected fitness products. And this is all mostly due to waning consumer demand and they're looking to control cost. As we know, they have been having some issues on the money front, on the financial front as well. Peloton is planning to put a pause to bike production for two months, from February to March, according to these documents that were attained by CNBC. Now, what we also know is they have already halted production of their most expensive bike, the Bike Plus, and now they are going to be halting even further. Now, they aren't going to be manufacturing its tread or its treadmill machine for six weeks. That's beginning next month, and it does not anticipate to produce any tread plus machines in fiscal 2022. Holy smokes. I mean, right there, they're pretty much putting a halt to production. They're saying we're not making anymore. And why are they doing this? It is because they have a significant amount of cycles and treadmills, according to sources, sitting in warehouses or on cargo ships. They have a ton of inventory and it has not been selling well, which is a major issue. So in essence, they have all this inventory. It's not selling off the shelves and therefore they're halting production and demand is waning. And who would have thought this? We were in a pandemic when everyone was stuck inside. The only reason, or at least some of them, obviously, the only reason they were picking up these bikes with an iPad strapped to it, as I like to call it, but these workout bikes was so they could work out at home before they could go back to the gym after this whole pandemic thing was over. And we opened back up, and since then, you have seen Peloton stock moving to the downside alongside their earnings. So this is definitely something to pay attention to here. What in the world is going on with Peloton? And it's down for, you know... 23% today, halting production. We did get an article last week that insiders sold a ton of stock prior to all of these negative announcements, whether it was raising more funds for the company or whether it was halting production. Insiders got a ton of shares sold off prior to all of this. I mean, you really have to pay attention to everything that's going on here. And then to put the cherry on top, to top all of this off, Peloton also said that when it comes to their new, uh, basically their new product, Peloton Guide, which was codenamed Project Tiger, well, that, according to um, the data they have collected, has seen low email capture rates for their upcoming debate, which is... $495, 495 bucks this Peloton guide this new training product this strength training product. So, their new big project, their new big product that is supposed to, you know, basically generate more revenue for the company is already seeing lower demand. The demand for that product already is starting to look low. So not only do current products is that demand waning, but you're also seeing waning demand on their upcoming products. So this is not good stuff for Peloton and it's no wonder that they are halting production here Because at the end of the day, they have waning demand. They produced a ton. They stretched themselves out. And it seems that management thought for some reason, their their crazy earnings growth was just going to continue for decades. Um, it really does not make sense to me what Peloton management was thinking, and I'm so harsh in saying this. Um, You've probably noticed there's some opinion mixed into this. I'm also harsh on the front that they were saying not but a few months ago that everything was all right, that this company was perfectly fine and growing and booming, and they were doing perfectly fine, and now you're getting all these headlines. And Think about the amount of people that are in this stock that are getting hurt because management was so dishonest with their shareholders. I mean, it blows my mind, and this is what I hate when it comes to the markets. It's dishonest management teams that, you know, they're just not honest. They should have said months ago when they likely knew about all of this, or they likely knew that they were going to have some issues or they were going to see some deceleration. They should have been saying that, but they weren't. And that is really what pisses me off. Now, shifting out of Peloton and all the negative news surrounding that name, I want to get into Netflix and what in the world is going on there. So we dig into Netflix, and this stock is absolutely getting hammered in the after hours. At one point, I know it was down 20%. Yes, that's right. You heard me correctly, 20% off the top of that sucker. So what did they deliver for their latest quarter? They delivered an EPS, an earnings per share of $1.33, beating the $0.82 expectation. So they beat there. On revenue, it came in in line at $7.71 billion, and that was also expected. So no big time miss there. When it comes to global paid net subscriber additions, that came in at 8.28 million compared to the 8.19 million that was expected by analysts. So they pretty much beat all, all across the board there. Really, where was the issue here? And the deceleration in growth was really the issue when it came down to these global paid net subscriber editions. So you take a look. And in Q4 of 2020, Netflix added 8.5 million subscribers. Yeah, that's right. They added more paid subscribers here or they added more subscribers here uh, basically in Q4 of 2020 than they did in this most recent quarter at 8.28 million. So that is definitely an issue there. Basically what you're seeing is decelerating subscriber growth You don't want to see that, especially if you're an investor. You want to see increasing growth. Now, also something to pay attention to is they also said that for the first quarter of 2022, they are expecting to add 2.5 million subscribers. And if you really break down the numbers, that is compared to 3.98 million that they added in Q1 of 2021. Now, I will put one caveat on this, and that was that, these numbers that we are comparing this to, there was some COVID issues surrounding that time and you saw some outsized growth. So that is something to pay attention to is that we did have the pandemic and we're referencing Q4 of 2020 You know, uh, there definitely was some issues surrounding COVID then. So definitely have to pay attention there. But before we move on, I do want to dig into some of what the company had to say and the management team had to say. So here is what Netflix management said. Quote, consumers have always had many choices when it comes to their entertainment time competition that has only intensified over the last 24 months as entertainment companies all around the world develop their own streaming offerings. While this added competition may be affecting our marginal growth some, we continue to grow in every country and region in which these new streaming alternatives have been launched. So, in essence, what Netflix is saying here is that, look, yes, there is increased competition. And has that had some effect on us? Yes, it's had some effect, but not a crazy amount of of effect and therefore you know you really look at our growth and you look at where our growth is coming from and we continue to outperform and we continue to grow even where we have competition so they're basically saying there look yeah we've had some competition it's affecting us a little but not a ton and that's something to know so that was netflix pretty much in a nutshell when it comes to earnings investors not liking the deceleration when it comes to subscriber growth and that will definitely be something to pay attention to in Netflix's next earnings report possibly for you long-term investors out there it's a great time to scoop some Netflix up possibly after this huge drop in the after hours now shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day we have Jefferies downgrading Ford to hold from buy the firm went on to say quote Ford is back with strong earnings and a repaired balance sheet Shares have also re-rated on recovered earnings that now approach cyclical highs. All that leaves limited scope for positive surprises, although the stake in non-Core Rivian expected IPO of Argo AI and the return of dividends provide strong support. So in essence, Jeffrey's here saying, look guys, we like Ford, it's back, the company's back. We think the stock is probably in the long term willing to do well. But right now, we don't see many uh, crazy positive catalysts to push this thing any higher, shorter term, and therefore, we are downgrading it to hold. Now, shifting to Credit Suisse, naming Amazon, Alphabet, and Meta Platform's top picks for 2022. The firm went on to say, quote, our order of preference for 2022 remains unchanged with Amazon Alphabet and Meta in that order, driven primarily by expectations for accelerating or decreasing free cash flow, particularly in the second half of 2022. So. Credit Suisse liking Amazon, Alphabet, and Meta platforms for 2022 and liking what they are seeing when it comes to free cash flow. Now, shifting into Piper Sandler, downgrading AMD, Advanced Micro Devices, one of the most loved stocks within this market right now, to neutral from overweight. Now, what in the world did Piper Sandler have to say about AMD? They're going to say, "Whoa." We are downgrading AMD to neutral from overweight and decreasing our price target to $130 from $140. Our downgrade is driven by a combination of factors. One, our concerns about a slowdown in the PC market during 2022. Two, the earnings and growth headwinds from closing the Xilinx deal. And three, the broader market dynamics around high multiple, high growth technology stocks. So, Viper Sandler here. Pretty much saying, look, guys, we like AMD, but we have to downgrade it to neutral because the stock simply got ahead of itself. And now we believe that all of these dynamics going against it are going to bring the stock down here in the nearer term. We also had Morgan Stanley Day naming Visa, MasterCard, and PayPal top picks for 2022. The firm on the quote as such. While we think there are clear opportunities to buy names throughout the payments complex and our favorites are unchanged, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, Affirm, and GLBE, we generally think investors will have to be patient and wait for the market to gain conviction that the changes are coming and will benefit our favorite stocks. So Morgan Stanley making a pretty broad call there when it comes to these payment complex names, naming Visa, MasterCard, and PayPal top picks for 2022. Definitely something to pay attention to. We also had Bank of America reiterating Microsoft as a top pick. The firm went on to say, quote, we believe that Microsoft is well-positioned to generate sustained low double-digit growth in the coming three to five years, led by continued adoption of Azure cloud infrastructure platform, cloud-based Office 365 productivity suite, and more profitable games and Game Pass revenue in Xbox. So, Bank of America here pretty much saying, look, guys, look, we like Microsoft. We think they're going to do well. They're a top pick. We think that double-digit growth continues for the next three to five years, and therefore, um, we definitely think you can be buying it right in here as the market moves to the downside. Bank of America also today naming FedEx a top pick for 2022. The firm went on say, quote, Within Airbrake, we have buys on FedEx and UPS. With UPS posting solid performance, we look for a 33% dividend hike this month and FedEx led by its TNT integration and potential to gain share into UPS union negotiation. So, pretty much we have there is Bank of America liking both FedEx and UPS liking both of these air freight names and therefore basically saying, "Look guys, we see more upside and more outperformance throughout the year in these names, and we think you should definitely pay attention to them." And then our final analyst call of the day was at a Deutsche Bank reiterating Roku as a buy. Now, what in the world did Deutsche Bank have to say about Roku? They go on the second well, quote. Roku's stock price has dropped 50% in the last three months. And while short-term headwinds have increased during this time, we believe this pullback is overdone as Roku remains well-positioned and the market leader in the rapidly growing connected TV, CTV market. So, Deutsche Bank having a very adverse view when it comes to this connected tv ctv market and they believe that roku is the leader and they believe that this stock has sold off too far and it is now at a great price at a great price point to buy definitely something to pay attention to if you're a roku investor a pretty big call due to bank reiterating roku is a buy and also, if you're looking for a long-term name and you're looking to buy a big dip, well, Roku's your name. Now, shifting away from the biggest analyst calls of the day, I want to get into this major antitrust bill advancing or being advanced by a Senate committee. So the Senate Judiciary Committee voted 16 for 6 Thursday to advance this major tech competition bill. Now, the American Innovation and Choice Online Act, was passed in a bipartisan manner today by the Senate Judiciary Committee. So that is definitely something to put on your notebook or of notes for the day. Wow. um, That is something big. Now, what does this mean exactly? Well, it's going to be going off to the full Senate, so that is something to know. It has to be adopted by the full Senate and then passed by the full Senate, so it's not quite over the finish line yet, but you take a look, and this bill is very much going to have big effects when it comes to Netflix and Apple and Google. Now, for example, what would this? Uh, what would be the implications? Well, for example, right now, Amazon, they can put their own products on their homepage above all the people who pay um, or all the... Businesses who pay, they have their product right there in the best ad spots. Well, guess what? Right now, if Amazon wanted, they can put um their product that's exactly like the advertiser's product right over ahead of it, and they can basically get the. Number one, you know, viewership on Amazon's product on their own product, and then it leaves all of these people who are paying for ads and trying to sell their product just over here, kind of hanging. So, that is something that the government is trying to stop. They're, in essence, trying to prohibit these very dominant platforms um, from using their own, you know, business power, you could say, their own platforms to. Enrich themselves even further at the cost of smaller businesses and individuals is really what you are seeing here. They don't want Amazon saying, Oh, well, that's a cool product that this small business is selling. Let me make the same thing and then put it ahead of all of their advertising they're paying us for, and then I'll outsell them and put them out of business. They don't want that. You know, really, the government doesn't want that. They want to stop that. They want to s- stop the quote self preferencing actions of these companies on their own platforms. Now there's two sides to this. Yes, it's their platform and they could sell whatever the heck they want but some of these actions are hurting small businesses, and that is what the government doesn't like, and that is what the government is trying to stop with this bill that was most recently pushed through the Senate Judiciary Committee. Um, now, shifting away from that, it's just a quick note on what our government is doing. Shifting away from that, i want to get into our final headline of the day, some macro labor market data here, and we got jobless claims. They're jumping. This is not a net positive, people. So, initial filings for the week and January 15th total 286,000, and this is jobless claims. Now, that is well above the Dow Jones estimate of 225,000, so not great there, and a sustained gain from the previous week um, at level of 231,000. So, we got to pay attention to that. So now we have jobs claims going up a bit. They're nudging up. Definitely not something people were expecting. You also take a look here. And we have, this is, well, the total was the highest since the week of October 16th of 2021. So that is something to note. And that was when, just a few weeks ago, um, we hit the lowest level we've ever hit in 50 years. So. Definitely uh, a kind of a 360 from the last report we got. Now we have these jobless claims rising a bit. So that is something to pay attention to. But continuing claims, those around a week behind the headline data, those shot up as well, 84,000 to 1.64 million. So overall here, we got a slight rise across the board when it comes to jobless claims and continuing claims. But I do want to note. There was one ray of positivity out of this report, and it was the four-week moving average for continuing claims That came down actually by 55,250 to 1.664 million. So overall, the trend continues to be down. These numbers continue to decrease, but we did see a slight jump in jobless claims and continuing claims in the latest report this morning. But that is it for the briefing today. I thank you all for listening and sometimes putting up with my rants. But either way, we will be back tomorrow to go over the biggest headlines of the day, the biggest analyst calls and anything affecting the market and as well, what in the world is going on in the market? But until then, I want you to go give my voice over at Pounding the Table a listen and a follow on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. And please go and give my team a follow at Running With The Money on Facebook or Instagram or follow me on Twitter at Luke Donay. Give me feedback on the show. Give me and my team feedback on the content we're putting out, especially when it comes to deep dives. Also, definitely check all of that out. In the meantime, easily profit, trade on, and I will see you tomorrow.